Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Marwano, 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 Marwano. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I'm always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including how Nintendo is celebrating Mar-1-O, Mar-E-O, Mar-10 Day. Uh, and then on Thursday, we are sharing our favorite memories of six years with the Nintendo Switch, something we're calling Six, six for Switch, a play on 80 for Brady, I think. <laughs> I don't think Mark agreed to that. But Mark, in the meantime, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I don't disagree with it. <laughs> um, I, I, th- I got to say, so we are recording at, at, at your place right uh-huh. now. Um, and this is the first time I ever felt odd saying that I, I was joined by you at your house. <laughs> I've said it probably a hundred times uh-huh. while sitting at your dining room table. And for whatever reason, it I, it felt like a violation just now. Oh yeah, well I had I have not thought about it until just this moment, and now I'm furious. <laughs> oh no! And, I, and, and not only am I furious for tonight, but I'm furious. I'm like back furious. You know, I'm like back ordered. Furious. Yes, yes, mm. that's what I'm. That's retroactive. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm furious now. Oh, Grr. what can I do to make it up to you, Mark? <laughs> uh, nothing. All right, good. Good. Then I shan't change a thing. Um, Mark, we have launched a Patreon, as uh, I'm sure people have heard us uh, talk about here at the, the top of episodes here. Um, but we just released a new bonus episode on the the Patreon feed where the episodes that we're putting out there are called NCS Detective Club. They are you and I exploring some of the great detective stories on television. Uh, we talked about Murder, She Wrote. We talked about Monk. And we just released an episode where we talked about... Diagnosis Murder. Diagnosis Murder, starring Dick Van Dyke and Scott Bayo in one of these episodes. <laughs> um, uh, we had a great conversation talking about it, like an illuminating experience with Diagnosis Murder, which, Mark, you continue to watch. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I had never watched Diagnosis Murder before. Yes. And now I'm kind of hooked. You're a fan I, now. I, I, I kind of love it. The show is totally insane. Right. Um completely varies in quality from episode to episode <laughs> the way that they get the hospital like as part of the episodes also sure totally insane sure. i just watched one where like there's a sound lab in the hospital what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> so they go into this they go into this room and there's it's like a character actor that you would absolutely recognize who is like smoking heavily smoking this cigar and again in a hospital smoking a cigar and has this giant supercomputer. Also, the show started in 1991, so it's like it's still very strange that he was smoking in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. So it's a giant supercomputer, and, um, you know, they have this re- recording of a killer or something on tape. Uh-huh. And so he's like, oh, you know, I guess they use this to 
supercomputer to check babies' hearings after they're born. Sure. But then also to isolate the background noise. You need an extremely powerful computer (laughs) to test whether a baby is hearing or not. It's totally insane. But yeah, I'm I'm completely digging uh, Diagnosis Murder. So if you would like to hear us talk about Diagnosis Murder more, you have that option. All you got to do is subscribe at our Patreon, patreon.com slash Nintendo Cartridge Society. And there are other rewards for people who are supporting us there as well. But uh, you should also join our Discord. Join the Discord. Uh, This is open to everybody. You don't have to be a member of the Patreon to join. And Mm -hmm. we would love you to get in there and uh, talk Nintendo with us. We have a great group that, you know, when anytime there's a Nintendo Direct, uh, people, you know, we're there to talk about it. If you want to connect with somebody to play Splatoon, that's going on as well. Uh, it's a really great time. Yep, but you need to be invited. Uh, email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, and we will send you that invitation. All you got to do is ask, and we'll send it right to you, and you can join in on the fun. All right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. All right, so uh, Tetris 99 ticket update. Six hundred and thirty-three tickets. I can't believe I almost forgot. I'd say there was a moment here where it wasn't happening yet, and I was like, "Oh no, do I have to sing it?" Um, yeah, six hundred thirty-three. I have not made as much progress this week. Um, uh, on Thursday, uh, I spent most of the day uh, at a uh, at a hospital, um, and was like, "I'll bring my Switch. I'll just play Switch games all day while while I wait." Um, and, uh, here's the thing. Can't play Tetris 99 without an internet connection. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I didn't have one of those, uh, at, at the, at the hospital. So, uh, I didn't play Tetris 99. I also, Mark, uh, didn't have any of my game carts with me. Oh, so, oh, and you just recently got like a new switch. Yes. And so you don't, but did you download like. I downloaded mo- like all not all some of the digital games. Oh, okay. that I, so, uh, the but the point is, uh, and I still had uh, Ring Fit Adventure in there from like the morning before. So I didn't have Fire Emblem with me. I didn't. It was. It ended up being like a total bust. And I thought I was going to play video games all day, and I just didn't. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, so total bust there. Good thing you got Snake Pass downloaded, though, right? Good thing I had Snake Pass downloaded, so I could really like get in there and master <laughs> those levels. Snake, I mean that's that's a callback to like our seventh or eighth episode, yeah, uh, where we reviewed Snake Pass. Mark, what have you been playing this week? I kind of had like a restless gaming week. So I previously last week I finished Metroid Prime Remastered, really loved it. Uh, this week Nintendo announced, or this past week Nintendo announced that Metroid Fusion is going to be on the Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack soon. And so I like am really in a Metroid mood. And so I'm really excited for Fusion to come out. But I couldn't really find anything else that was that I felt really interested in playing. So I kind of dabbled a lot this week. Yeah. I, I downloaded the uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope demo that was just released and tried to check that out for the first time. And uh, it seems... Good. It seems fine, but mm-hmm. uh, it's more Mario plus Rabbids. Like, but for whatever reason, it just wasn't like wasn't hooking you. Yeah, it wasn't hooking me. So then I tried Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which um, again, I don't know. I just was not feeling it. Although not feeling it. Yeah, my my husband was watching me play a little bit of it, and he was delighted at how 
cute Kirby is. Yeah. And QB is QB Kirby. QB is from <laughs> Box Boy. Yeah. Like Kirby right. is completely adorable. And I don't know. I've never played the original Return to Dreamland on no the No one has. And so I don't have any idea if the animations are the same, but the animations for Kirby in this game are really good. Yeah. Like uh he can inhale extra large blocks and stuff if you hold down the inhale button long enough. And when he does, he gets like really chubby. Oh, I and love his that. walk animation is really cute. Oh no. So yeah, so so all of that stuff, great. But but the gameplay itself just like didn't grab me. So then I moved on to Alone in the Dark. Oh well, wait, hold on. So so your husband is watching you play. Yeah. Uh, and at no point are you like, here, play this with me. No, 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 no. I did. You did. Okay. I was like, do you want to play? And he doesn't really have any interest in video games, except right. This week he downloaded SimCity on his phone. Yeah, and he's like completely addicted. Right. I like woke up at three in the morning and he was on his phone playing SimCity. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, good. And he good. was he was showing me some of the ads that come up because he didn't pay for it. Right. And they're all like, uh, <laughs> they're so awful. It's like. Hi, I'm the, the, so imagine a video of Clash of Clans, yeah, yeah or sure. like a Clash of Clans like game playing, and then there's uh like video almost like she's a streamer of like a woman, and it's like hi, my name is Monica. I was going through my stepson's phone and I found this game and I really think you'll like it. <laughs> Just really dire stuff. Yeah, really, really dire stuff. I love it. I love it when targeted ads are so off where it's just like. This thing, this kind of thing doesn't appeal to me at <laughs> <Right>? all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Big Brother doesn't know anything. <laughs> no, no. You realize the algorithms are not that smart. But all, because, I mean, as people who watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Okay. All those commercials assume that oh, yes. you are like yes. an a, a card carrying member of the AARP. Right. And like, am I interested in Cologuard? Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll need to poop in a box at some point. <laughs> Like, that that makes sense to me. <laughs> but all of this is to say that I did ask him if he wanted to play Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, right. and he had no interest. So, uh, very funny that he's playing the free version instead of just buying it. Sarah's got a handful of games that she plays that she's also just, like, playing the free version on her phone. And I'm like, why don't you buy that? What, you have to, like, like, an ad starts and you close the app and then you, like, start it back up. Why don't you just... Because you've done it thousands of times. Why don't you just pay the $3 and never see that ad again. And she's like, I don't want to. Like, you have $3. I'm about to spend 20 times that much on a Kirby game I'm going to play for an hour and a half. Right, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so Kirby's Return to Dreamline Deluxe, just not, not for whatever reason, I'm just, like, not connecting with it. Like, I genuinely... Can we play a little after this? Sure, yeah. 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 Um, in fact, I think it might be more fun in co-op. But uh, everything is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I then tried uh, Alone in the Dark that was part of like the Game Boy Color release uh, for Nintendo Switch Online. And I was playing on the TV, which was an enormous mistake because I think I think there are Game Boy games that would look fine on like a big screen TV. Like Tetris probably looks fine. But Alone in the Dark is not one of those games. Well, because Alone in the Dark is trying to, in its obviously limited way, like recreate photo realism right like it's it's obviously it, it knows it's going to fall short of that but it's trying to look like the thing it's looking like yeah right uh -huh. um whereas tetris uh you know these are blocks that that like they're uh eight bit in their inception 
Um, just like Mario makes perfect sense uh, that way too. But uh, how was Alone in the Dark? <laughs> so I didn't play that much only because it was kind of like a blurry mess. Yeah. But uh, I'm determined to finish it because I'm kind of like fascinated by that game. And I don't think it's that long. But finally, kind of what I settled on is this. Well, hold on, wait, because I just as long as we're talking about uh, uh, the NSO uh, Game Boy slash Game Boy Advance, I uh, spend uh, quite a bit of time playing the uh, WarioWare Mega Micro Games Incorporated, um, uh, the the GBA, the original WarioWare. Um, and it is just uh, staggering to me how much of the DNA of that series is present in um, the original game. Like, they, it's all set up uh, in the exact same way. A lot of the games that I have played um, in either the Get It Together version or uh, WarioWare Gold, like, can trace their origins right back to this uh, uh, initial game. It's just very cool to see um, the sort of, like, original issue of them. But but one of the things that really struck me, um, you know, there's, like, little stories that go along with each one. Uh, and there's the the cab driving uh, game. Uh, and uh, I, I just want to tell you, like, the story of it because it was so charming. Um, you pick up, like, a kid, like a little boy, uh, and he's, like, you're, you're driving him to the ocean. You get to the ocean. Turns out he's a mermaid, and he jumps in the water and swims away. <laughs> that is cute. Mm-hmm. So what I actually finally settled on was Splatoon 3 was doing its big run event today where uh, – Salmon Run. This weekend. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this weekend. Where Salmon Run takes over a, just like a regular Turf War, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. Turf War match stage. And it was Inkblot Art Academy. And uh, this is the second big run that Splatoon 3 has done. Previous, the last one they did was on Wahoo World, which was, in my opinion, a much easier stage to play on just because there was more. Um, it felt like there was more area, oh, whereas like Inkblot Art Academy, and maybe it's because like I always, it felt like I always got high tide, but it just it was it felt really difficult. Um, but I was watching some videos of people playing, and they got like the uh uh like it would be, they're just depending on what level you're playing at, there are just so many sam salmonid bosses. Yeah, like out there at one time, and uh, it, it seems like at higher levels, like I never got it. I'm trying to remember what uh, like uh, level I am in the game. Um, maybe overachiever is where I was at, and so I think they try to like balance it based on what level you are. But you know the the version of Salmon Run where like the giant grills are after you. Yes, like on this stage, that would just be totally impossible. And there's just no room to get away from no them. There's just no room to like yeah. get. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. But Big Run, I actually had. I think I had more fun with it this time than I did previously. There's also that new boss or that new like giant salmonid or whatever they're called. Oh yeah. Uh, the like uh Horoboros, yeah. which is basically this giant like sky dragon snake thing that uh has an enormous bomb in its mouth that will uh, sometimes like shoot out at you. Uh, that thing was really cool and a lot of fun. So yeah, like a big run is kind of what I settled into while I'm just kind of like waiting for Metroid Fusion. Um, does it bother you at all that like big run is the new salmon run in that it is a fun mode that you like to play that isn't available all the time? It, you know, really what it just made me wish is that, um, salmon run had more stages. Sure. Or, or that they like changed more frequently because... Um, 
Yeah, like, Big Run was fun, but it doesn't, to me anyways, probably because I'm not, like, good enough that I'm really challenging the, uh, like, top level. Because, you know, you get different rewards for participating in Big Run and how many eggs you collect. And, you know, some people in our Discord were getting over, like, 100. And I never, our group, the groups I was playing in never got over, like, you know, high 60s. Okay. And so, uh, the that competitive aspect of it like isn't really part of my experience so it doesn't feel that different from regular salmon run except the stages are new and it just right. made me wish and that, that variety is kind of yeah it just makes to, me yeah. wish that they're they introduced stages or that there were more stages in salmon run yeah um mark i continue to play fire emblem engage um i went on video games a comedy show uh this weekend to talk about it so if you want to check out a conversation between uh me and jeremy schmidt and connor mccabe about uh fire emblem engage you can check that out there we're all playing it basically the same way in that we all bought the dlc right away and as soon as like the new waves are launched we like go right to those paralogs and pick up those those new emblems and and, and play them um talking about the game for an hour and a half with these guys uh just got me like re-energized to like dig in and uh play it more um i think i'm about halfway through the game now um i uh just made my way all the way around the continent to the uh the the fourth of the like four countries that surround the sort of like center island uh, and that's like the the desert queendom of solm um and uh, it's like the first time, certainly in the game, and basically the first time in Fire Emblem that I can remember that I'm experiencing uh, encountering characters of color um, in the game. And they're so look, you and I complained about the uh, the the characters that you meet right away in in the game, right? There's like the uh, a duo of kids um, who are uh, like basically worship your character and then like an older dude who also like uh guards your your main character and that dude's a narc i don't trust him um but uh so like it starts off with like kind of weak characters and then they get a little bit stronger a little bit stronger um and then when we loop all the way around over to solm and uh there are characters that have like a stronger identity or whatever it is they're so much more fun than everyone else i've met um and i just uh like I'm, I'm to a place now where I can acknowledge that there are like some crappy characters early on, and like some of the story isn't whatever, whatever. Um, but I'm just all in now. Like uh, any criticisms I had of the game earlier, I am disregarding. I just love the game. Oh, that's great. Um, so uh, yeah, there's uh, some some new DLC coming out for it this week, um, or one of the the third wave comes out uh, uh, today, I, I believe, as as this episode um, releases. Uh, and I'm very excited to uh, keep going in the story and loop back around and grab um, those emblems that are are going to be new to the game. I really am uh, just having the 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 best time with it. Um, all right, Mark, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Like you mentioned, today, Tuesday, March 7th, Fire, Fire Emblem Engage Expansion Pass Wave 3 is released with Crom and Robin, who are the Emblem of Bonds, and Veronica, the Emblem of Heroes. So I, I love this. Uh, uh, first of all, 
that uh, Krom and Robin form a single emblem, um, I, I think is cool. That's the, sort of the same way the um, Three Houses characters, they're all in one uh, bracelet. Um, so I think that's cool. I like uh, have being able to access both characters in, in one thing. But also, and you know, I love those characters because they're from Fire Emblem Awakening, which is my favorite uh, game in the series. So I'm, I'm very excited for that one. But the uh, Veronica from Fire Emblem Heroes uh, is, is the emblem of heroes. Um, she's from the mobile game. So like, oh. I know I've used that character in that little bit that we were playing fire emblem heroes. Um, but it, she's not a character that I know particularly well. Um, so, uh, it'll just be cool to like spend some more time with her and like be exposed to, uh, uh an element of the fire emblem canon that, uh, is sort of just like sectioned off in its own thing. Right. Like, um, you know, we, we see the other heroes uh, in, uh, you know, like s- s- smash um, spirits and, and uh, trophies and stuff like that, um, assist, uh, assist trophies. Um, but uh, Veronica is like new enough, uh, but sort of in this like splinter uh, timeline. Um, it'll just be cool to, to be exposed to her a little bit. And then on Thursday, March 9th, Metroid Fusion is released for the Game Boy Advance on Nintendo Switch Online. Which, we, I mean, you, we, you mentioned this earlier, um, but let's just talk about Fusion for a, a, a little bit. Fusion is a great Metroid game. Um, it's a little bit more like hand-holdy and linear than the rest of the 2D Metroid games. Um, but uh, its environment is so strange and... Um, the things that you come up against are like so specific and cool. Um, and the sort of like direction that it leads the story is also like very interesting um, with like this AI who's like taking on the persona of um, what's the dude's name? Uh, General. Nope. The dude, you know, the, oh, you got a problem with that? Adam. 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 That's right. Um, uh, yes, exactly. Uh, so it's, it's very cool. That this game is coming out. Um, and that it's out so close to Metroid Prime Remastered, uh, which those games originally released on the same day. Um, so it's very, it's, I, I wish they had found a way to pull it off. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, to do the remaster and uh, the uh, Metroid, like they were so close too, right? Because mm-hmm. the GBA library did launch that day. It just wasn't among the launch games. Um, but that to me says that they're like intentionally putting like two different Metroid beats out here, right? Like that we, we get, we got one beat and then about a month later, like another one. I think they are riding a like Metroid hype. It does thing. feels like there's a feel like there is a lot. It's in the Metroid. air. Yeah, I totally agree. Do you think it is possible that Metroid prime four releases later this year? Ooh, later this year. Yeah, I, do you think do you think that's even like possible? Or no, do you think it's I just too much Metroid at that. Point? I, I think that's too much Metroid. I, I feel like at the earliest it's like, March next year. Mm, mm-hmm. That's that 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 would be my. It could be January next year. Like I think Q one twenty twenty four makes sense. One of the things about Fusion is that it, it just uh, aesthetically its color palette is really saturated, and I think it was mm-hmm. because you know when it was released, it was on the original Game Boy Advance, which didn't have a backlit screen. Yeah, and so to kind of like uh, um, make it more visible, I guess I'll say on like the Game Boy Advance, the colors are really intense. And so I don't know that they actually like look as originally intended when you're playing it on modern yeah, hardware. That makes sense. Yeah. But I love the that like strong, vibrant like it, it is. Yes. It's really unlike any other like Metroid game. 
but for whatever reason, I associate it with the Game Boy Advance so strongly. That yeah, I'm, I'm really. It's been a very long time since I played Fusion, and I'm really excited to have the chance again. There is a purple that appears on Samus's suit that is so ugly <laughs> that I love it. Um, also, uh, I was seeing people post online. I think at this point, you can now play all of the 2D Metroid games on Switch once this is released. Uh, it, except Zero Mission and Samus Returns. Oh, you can you, you can play the original Game Boy Return of Samus, one, yeah. but they're they are they're different enough to be. Um, Samus Returns almost has more in common with Dread than it does uh, Return of Samus. So, um, yeah, it's so there's still still two two big ones that I feel like are are missing. And I guess technically Zero Mission is just a remake technically of the original metroid right right so there's there's some but those look so you can play original one and original two but the remakes of one and, and the remake of two are so much better than the original games that uh like we we need them we, they didn't we announce zero mission they did coming, not right yeah well it this so feels inevitable but it does feel inevitable um they they didn't announce uh zero mission they didn't announce um the second golden sun game they didn't announce, oh, there was another one where it's like there's a pair of games and they only announced the first one. Uh, I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Um, but just, uh, oh, Fire Emblem. Um, they showed one of the Fire Emblem games, but not the other one. Uh, so just just weird. Like, uh, I, I feel like they must be coming in just like a, another wave. Um, but, you know, we're still waiting for like news about Donkey Kong 64 or Diddy Kong Racing. Um, so, you know, who, who, who knows if, if these libraries will ever actually be, you know, complete. Also on Thursday, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Wave or Booster Course Pass Wave 4 is released. What a day. Yeah. What's happening? I know. It's so much stuff. You got Birdo and all the various colors of Birdo, which is that new? Have we seen Birdo in like, do Birdos exist in Mario outside of just like the pink Birdo usually? Uh, That's a great question. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it either. So. It's a, I mean, it's the Yoshis. So you can do this now in Mario Kart with the Yoshis and with the Shy Guys. And the Yoshis, that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, we Yoshis of various colors makes perfect sense. Shy Guys makes a little bit of sense, but only in the, like, that's how, like, enemies in uh, video games work, where it's like, well, this one's a little bit harder. It needs to be a different color. Um, but, yeah, I can't, like... I don't ever remember playing against like a gray Birdo. Right. For yeah. Example. I don't either. Uh, but also, in addition to having a new character to play, Yoshi's Island is a brand new track that's in included as part of Wave Four. A brand new track. Plus, uh, Singapore Singapore Speedway, Bangkok Rush, and Amsterdam Drift for Mario Kart Tour are being added. DK Summit for Mario Kart Wii is being added to the game. Riverside Park from Mario Kart Super Circuit on the GBA. Mario Circuit from Mario Kart DS and Waluigi Stadium from Mario Kart Double Dash all being added in this wave. Uh, so are there tracks from, because, you know, in, in the, the previous wave, there were a lot that we were excited about. Um, I don't know that there's any, like, I uh, of course, like a DK Summit from Mario Kart Wii, um, but I don't know that I am personally, like, excited about individual tracks returning in, in this one outside of DK Summit. Yeah, DK Summit is the one that I would pull. I'm not familiar with any of the ones from Tor. And maybe when I play Riverside Park and like Mario Circuit from DS or Waluigi Stadium that I'll remember them. But uh, off the top of my head, like I, I don't yeah, I can't really, really recall them. the details. 
Um, I do think it's interesting that the the tracks from Mario Kart Tour are um, the it, this is uh, three tracks, which has been sort of the standard. Um, but the pattern before has been two based on cities, and then one that's like a fun silly one. These are three city ones, um, and I think traditionally the city ones have been sort of the ones that we're the coldest to, um, just because there's like there's some conflict in our heads between like this is a real world location and there are thwomps coming out of the berlin yeah, wall yeah like, yeah that you know really I mean? yeah <laughs> like that was that was challenging it's, for it's, me it's, it's weird stuff um but we get over it and we have a good time racing carts um uh i, I and i'm interested to see what singapore speedway bangkok rush and amsterdam drift uh are like um but yeah just, just weird to see so many of those city tracks making their way in uh, on uh, wave four. And then on finally on Thursday, Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, Eclipse is released on Switch digitally. And this is a remake of the Wii game that was a Wii exclusive at the time, but is now being released multi-platform. So basically on all systems, including PC. Uh, all right, Mark, let's close out the new releases. Which brings us to a regular segment on our show, it's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, we went to Universal Studios last weekend. Two, yeah, just last weekend. Two weeks ago? Doesn't matter, a while ago. And we did some Mario stuff that we can't talk about because this is not Nintendo-related. Um, but we also saw the Waterworld stunt show. Uh, and so you have posed a question here about the Waterworld stunt show. Please yeah. pose the question. All right. So which character would you be slash which stunts do you think you'd be able to do best? Like if you were – you're in the park uh -huh. and somebody comes running out and they're like, we need your help. Sure. Uh, somebody's sick. They can't make it. Right. We need you to participate in the show. Do they need me to? And you can pick any role you want to do uh -huh. uh, that you think is based best on your skills. Which would you do? Because when I was a kid, I remember going to Universal Studios um, when we like first moved to California, and they had a like a Wild West stunt show. Sure. And I like being a stuntman just seemed so cool. Yeah. And, like so much fun. And uh, so, do you ever <laughs> do you ever watch like the Waterworld stunt show and be like? I think I could do that. Like I, I think I, I think I could fall in, I fall into that pool from like five stories up. I mean, absolutely not. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're I not mean, like I could ride that jet ski. No. Okay. First of all, when so they ride jet skis around in, uh -huh. in this thing, and it's in, it's a uh, you know a big pool of of water, but, but it's like, a pool of water. But it's a pool of water. Um. So it's uh, you know ultimately not that big, and they're doing like hairpin turns on these things, and like. I've played Wave Race 64. I know how much those waves are going to mess up how you're driving around. Uh, so, no, that seems like magic to me. Uh, any of the stunts that involve driving a boat or driving a jet ski, I will not be able to okay, do. Okay, so you would not be the Mariner. That is source. No, could not be the Mariner. <laughs> no, I can't be the star of this show. <laughs> Even if they needed you to? Wow. Yeah, especially <laughs> if they needed me to. Here's the thing. Uh, at the end of the show, they're like, uh, you know, they announce everyone who, like, played a, played a part uh, and, like, give, like, just brief credits, like, from this show and this show. And everyone has the most impressive credits you've ever heard, mm -hmm. right? People are on, uh, like, Rescue 911, or not Rescue 911, just 911 is the name of the show, or... Um, 
like that Star Wars skeleton key show yeah. that hasn't come out yet. Our Helen was from uh, Skeleton Key, Skeleton Crew, <laughs> Skeleton um, Crew, which like you know these so these are real st- real deal stunt people, um, which leads me to believe that the only role that I would be able to play is one of the three clowns at the beginning. But those people, okay, see that's what I was thinking as well initially yeah. because the our like clown guy um, on our side. So he, you know, clowns around at the beginning. Right. And the, then it's, he, it's, it's the way the show starts is they, they sort of like taunt you, get the crowd ready and mm-hmm. engaged. And like they do some little bits with each other. They spray water at the crowd and so on. And then he like climbs up to the top yeah. and pretends to be shot and then like falls into the pool. Right. I could do that. I could fall into a pool. I feel like I could fall into a pool. But then later <laughs> uh-huh. he comes back and he switches like with the main – they do like a, a – Oh no! Basically, gets sets on fire. Okay, he yeah, gets yeah. Set on fire, and that I don't. Well, technically, I think I could do it, right? But probably not successfully. Like no, not without like that, that, dying. But that's the stunt that ends. There, there are two show-stopping stunts in in there, and one of them is really just a spectacle more than the stunt where they like launch a uh, a seaplane over the, over the wall. There's no one in it, so like. It's fine. No one's really in any danger. But the other big show-stopping stunt is this guy falling from, I don't know, 40 feet on fire into a pool of water. Yeah, that, that there's no way, I think. Yeah, so I guess it, do. the the short of it is that both of us think we could fall into a pool, if needed, in an emergency. Yeah, I think mostly what we could do is clown around with the audience and spray them with water. And I'm comfortable with that. We could be pretty good at that. <laughs> uh, all right, Mark. We were accompanied today by the Berliner Philharmoniker. Let's get into the news. Friday is March 10th, which Nintendo celebrates as Mario Day. Stylized capital M, capital A, capital R. Good so far. The number one, the number zero. Mm-hmm. March 10th, Mario. Yeah. M-A-1-O. So this year, uh, there are a number of activities that are going on to commemorate the day. Nintendo's, like, whole thing, their whole, like, marketing thing this year is, like, uh, make every day a Mario day, which is how they get around that a lot of this stuff is not actually happening on March 10th. Right. Well, I mean, you remember the year of Luigi that lasted for 18 months. Like, it's uh, Nintendo, they can't be, like, pinned down by dates. No. Mm, They're like the wind. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So one of the things they call out is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 4, mm-hmm. which we just talked about, and which is suspect because it releases on March 9th. But again, you can't fault them because they're saying every day, you know, live every, every day, day like it's a Mario day. That's right. Uh, and uh, it also, those tracks will all be available on Mario day. <laughs> that's true. That's so, true. You know, um, you feel dumb now, don't you? <laughs> but here's another way that you can make every day a Mario day <laughs> is they're releasing a new Nintendo Switch online or sorry, a new Nintendo Switch bundle that they're calling the Nintendo Switch Mario Choose One bundle. It's a Nintendo Switch system and not an OLED model, but just like the standard Nintendo Switch Mm -hmm. with red Joy-Con controllers and then your choice of a free Mario game download plus stickers from the upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie. So you purchase the bundle and you can download either Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Mario Kart 8 Deluxe or New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. And uh the bundle again is starts releases on Friday and is $300. So basically you're getting the game for free, which uh is pretty good. 
Um, it, it also means that you're getting those red Joy-Con, which had previously only been, they're like the Mario red, right? So it's, it's a little bit different from like the electric red of the like red and blue, uh, yeah, Switch Joy-Con so colors. Previously, this was only available with the, uh, uh, it Odyssey? was like the Odyssey and it wasn't even a bundle that had Odyssey with it. It was just like a switch with like had, that had Mario Odyssey graphics on the outside. Oh, of it. okay. Um, but so yeah, it's uh, it's it's a way for them to to move those Joy-Con uh, again, and then also like have one of these games as part of the cost of the Switch. And the Mario Kart Eight Deluxe bundle has been part of uh, the like Nintendo Switch Black Friday deal for the last like four years. Um, so they're just m- sort of formalizing that as part of uh, like the the Mario Day uh, thing. But I mean, obviously, this is going to be available for like long after um right this month so like they're so close to just being like here's the pack-in game it's just you get to choose which one is your pack-in yeah game. and actually in europe they're doing they're releasing a similar bundle but it's just odyssey like that's the only game available you don't have options yeah but you know we don't have a note in here but uh um jake maybe somebody posted in our discord that they're re-releasing the mario amiibo yeah, and so it's, it's not just the Mario Amiibo; it's the Mario series Amiibo. Oh, okay. Um, that are being reissued and they're like available at uh, you know, all normal retailers. Uh, I guess they'd kind of fallen out of print, but like, I don't know. I feel like the demand for them were, was always kind of low. Um, that like you could go into a Best Buy today, um, and see like a Peach Amiibo sitting on the shelf. Yeah, I guess what, I totally. It just feels like that is just another marketing beat in, you know, there's this new Mario sure. bundle. Mm-hmm. They are definitely, and I know some of this is tied around like uh, Mario Day, but they are definitely prepping for people's interest being piqued by this new by this su- movie, by yeah. the new movie that's coming out in like a month. Like, I think it's only four weeks away at this point. And so... Yeah, less less than a month. It, it comes, uh, uh, a month from now, the movie will have been out for two days. Yeah, so, you know, like... I think you're right. Like maybe there wasn't, there's not necessarily a ton of demand for these, but having that press release that they're being re-released is just like another beat in drumming up excitement, getting people talking about Mario, all that kind of stuff. And you know, this bundle, I think you're right. will be around long after this because they're anticipating people being interested in Mario stuff. Right. Well, pick up a switch. I guess also worth pointing out that, um, uh, all of those Mario series amiibo have functionality with both uh, Super Mario Odyssey and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, I don't think there's any amiibo functionality in uh, new Super Mario Brothers U, um, but the other two for sure. GameStop is also having some in-store Mario events on March 11th, from which is Saturday, from noon to 4 p.m. Uh, not every GameStop, so you can contact your local one if you're interested, but You'll have, be able to play games featuring Mario and friends like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, and more, and then receive free Mario-themed items while supplies last. Uh, and again, this is March 11th, which is the day after Mario Day. Yes, but as Nintendo says in their Make copy, day, right. you can continue making every day a Mario Day, uh, and you continue to do so. They're holding two sales. So one is online on like the eShop um, that they are breaking up into two waves. So the first wave starts on March 10th at 12 a.m. Pacific time and goes through March 23rd at midnight Pacific time. It features 
deals on uh, games and DLC, including Mario Party Superstars, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, Yoshi's Crafted World, and Luigi's Mansion 3. And then the second wave runs from March 24th at midnight until April 7th at midnight Pacific time. And this sale will include Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Super Mario Odyssey, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, Super Mario Maker 2, and Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Okay, so this is this is the part where I, I scratch my head a little bit because um that those are all like the the Mario titles, right? The 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 previous chunk, yeah, Mario Party is in there, but otherwise it's Donkey Kong, it's Yoshi, it's Luigi, right? Um but all these Mario games go on uh, not deep sale, but it's like uh, it's like twenty bucks off, right? Uh, Forty down from sixty. Um, but it ends April seventh, which is the Friday, the Wednesday after the movie is released. If they're trying to capture any of the like movie fervor or like people seeing it that first weekend, those sales are going to have just ended. Which I th- maybe Might be that's the what point. they're counting maybe on. Maybe that's the point. Yeah, because they're hoping people be uh. Be willing to pay full price for them. So that those are those are all digital that they broke it up into two waves. But then there's also a retail sale from March 5th to March 11th, um, where you can save up to twenty dollars off select games, including our old favorites: Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Maker 2, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, Mario Party Superstars, and more. And then also you can save forty dollars off of Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Uh, Mark, that's it. Let's do it. Let's each, let's let's each get home Mario Kart home home circuit. I'll get the Luigi. You get the Mario, and let's race them against each other. That could be fun. <laughs> we could try it out. We could try it out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then also in like their list of marketing beats, they have Super Nintendo World opening, which again suspect because mm-hmm. it's been open for a while now. Yes, but you can win a trip to Super Nintendo World if you go to my.nintendo.com. Uh, through April 25th, uh, you can enter to win a trip for you and three guests to Universal Studios Hollywood to check out Super Nintendo World. Um, some notes about the uh, thing that you can win here. Uh, it is uh, they, they fly you out from wherever you are in the United States um, and they put you up in the hotel, like the, the Universal Hotel that's there. It's only one room. I, I was reading the fine print here, Mark. <laughs> um, it's one room, sleeps four. Fine. Um, and then uh, two days general admission to the park. Uh, not the early admission, uh, which we talked about as uh, being borderline necessary to experience some of the rides uh, early in the day. And no power-up bands. So Stingy. You, you wow. still got to buy your own power-up bands. Wow. That, well, I mean, it's not a bad prize. But come no, on. It's a good... It's still, like... <laughs> They say like cash value is still like forty four hundred dollars or right. something like but that. But throw in the extra two hundred. Throw in the throw in the power up <laughs> bands. Uh, so yeah, that's that is. Oh, also, sorry. Throw in a full set of power up bands. Give them six power up bands. Yeah, give them extra. Uh, also, kids can join in on the Mario fun with activities. Finally, and videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at Play Nintendo, which I had never heard of before because it is not at all targeted towards us. Mm. Uh, there's a Play Nintendo website and a Play Nintendo YouTube channel that has videos with do-it-yourself crafts, quizzes, gameplay, and other vi- things featuring Mario and friends. Um, so the gameplay videos, I assume, right? We can't play Mario games on yeah, Play Nintendo? that's right. That is right. Okay, all right. Also, on March 9th, so not related to any Mario Day festivities, Capcom is 
presenting a Capcom Spotlight, which will feature 26 minutes of information on games coming out this year. Uh, which uh, exciting. Capcom has a, a big year um, coming up. It's not uh, listed in the games that they're going to be covering, but I mean, uh, Street Fighter Six is coming out this year. I feel like between that and Resident Evil 4, which w- will be as part of this presentation, those are like two big Capcom tent poles. Um, not Monster Hunter big, but like they're the like stateside sort of the biggest properties that they have. Yeah, totally. The Nintendo relevant parts of this are kind of thin, at least that we know of anyways. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, Ghost Trick, which I'm excited for, uh, was in the last Nintendo Direct and is coming this sun- summer, and then Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Um, which uh, I was kind of surprising to uh, hear that there's like more coming from Sunbreak. We're not super plugged in to uh, Monster Hunter, but I I didn't realize that there was more of that expansion coming out. Also, Metroid Prime Remastered seems to be selling really well, which warms my heart. Warms my heart, too. Uh, It was the best-selling game on the European eShop for February 2023, ahead of new releases Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe and Octopath Traveler 2, plus like perennial bestsellers like Minecraft, Nintendo Switch Sports, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Stardew Valley. In the U.S., at least last I looked, it's been also, like, number one on the eShop ahead of uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Plus, you know, it was released physically uh, just a couple of weeks ago, but apparently really difficult to get copies. It seems like uh, Nintendo either wasn't able to ship or just did not expect the demand that there ended up being, but they have promised that they are going to continue to... Um, ship out copies. It's not like it's a limited thing. Yeah. Well, and even outside of the uh, like the Nintendo specific um eShop charts, um, I don't have the the source in front of me, so I uh, forgive me if I get it wrong. Um, but I I had read that uh, it was like the second place best selling uh digital game this year so far. Um, just behind Hogwarts Legacy. So like behind an IP like Harry Potter, which is available on all platforms. Um. Uh. Here. Here comes. Here comes Metroid again. It's like in the air right now. Like the the pump was primed two years ago with Dread. Um. And we're like, okay, yeah. Now we're like, now we're like thinking about it. We're playing these games. They're slowly being added to um virtual console libraries and whatnot. And then bam, here comes uh Prime remastered. And now we're like, yes, we are a Metroid people. We believe in Samus Aran. Uh, <laughs> let us play these games. Yeah, I. It is. It is kind of crazy. It's also crazy that it's been two years since Dread. Because even though like it, it'll be two years in October, I'm uh, being dramatic, I guess. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. But even that, it's been so like over a year since Dread. Uh, because I don't feel like people, you know, the word on everybody's lips is not Metroid Dread, and yet I feel like it hasn't like fully ever gone away in the conversation. Yeah, like I, I really do feel like Metroid is having a moment, and I think Metroid Prime is really interesting in that, like, I am happy that it is doing well. I'm not that surprised though, because I think, like, as successful as Dread has been, those kind of like, I think the fact that it's in 3D 
will is a huge selling point. Like it said that it's like a 3D game. Absolutely. It's a huge selling point. Like there is something. It's, it's like a reverse Mario, right? Yeah. Like the M- Mario gets more popular the more 2D it is, uh, even though we love the, the 3D games. Um, and uh, Metroid becomes more popular the more 3D it is, even though we love we also love the 2D games. Yeah. So, yeah, it just feels like the like Metroid Prime formula is more um, uh, like has a broader. I agree. Uh, Bro- broader appeal a broader appeal that's yeah. the word yeah well and i mean i also just like if you think about like where games were when like you know you it, i i love super metroid and i love uh M- metroid 2 return of samus but those are games that have a very you know 1993 or whatever aesthetic to them um that uh port strangely to the modern era in a way that a first person uh atmospheric shooter uh doesn't right that in the way that metroid prime sort of feels timeless um so yeah it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that uh it would it would be more popular than the non-prime series yeah the name on everybody's (laughs) lips is gonna be metroid in a video on Q Games' YouTube channel, Star Fox director Dylan Cuthbert shared some memories around the 30th anniversary of the game's release. He talked about the origin of the character names. The designs all come from Nintendo's Takaya Imamura. But Cuthbert said, quote, And then they came to my desk, and I'm not sure why they came to me, but maybe they wanted good-sounding English names for these characters. <laughs> and they had one design, one name already decided, which was Falco Lombardi. Which, first of all, uh, we got to just throw the brakes on there because, like, I love that that came from Nintendo Japan, that they were like, uh, he's Italian. I don't know. <laughs> like, We've had like, good luck with Italians before. Of, yeah, yeah, we don't know any of the other ones. But Falco Lombardi, we can all agree Lock on. it in. Uh-huh. The other three, and this is uh, Cuthbert again. And the other three, they were like, well, this is a fox, this is a hare, you know, and this is a frog or a toad. And they said, well, what can we call it? And I looked at them, and I looked at the characters they'd drawn, these really nice little sketches. And I said, okay, well, I think Fox needs to have a cool-sounding name, and he flies in a spacecraft, so McCloud sounds pretty good. Let's give him McCloud. And for the other two, I kind of looked at them, and I just kind of laughed because the names just came into my mind, and I said, okay, We'll call this guy Slippy because he looks a bit slippery. And this guy looks old, but he looks like he's got lots of energy. Let's call him Peppy. And that's where the names came from. And they stuck. So it was a pretty fun moment in the development of the game. Okay, so whatever you do when you're working on creative stuff, just take a swing. Like, <laughs> if, if, you, if you've got a character and you're like, I don't know, he feels like a Frank, call him Frank. Call him Frank. Who cares? Yep. <laughs> Maybe it'll stick. Maybe we'll get a, uh, oh man, what, what was Wolf's last name? It was like... Oh, O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Wolf O'Donnell. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, at some point you get a Grippy Toad as well. <laughs> Slippy's Uncle Grippy. Uh, um, thanks to uh, Anthons on our Discord for uh, posting this one and bringing it to our attention. Mm-hmm. Thanks. A uh, couple of stories all under the sad header. The Wii U truly is dying. Truly, we are... Uh, I... I, I I kept wanting to say, like, reaching the end of an era or that the Wii U is dying a slow death. No, this is just, this is evidence that the Wii has already been buried. Yes. Is in the ground. Uh-huh. It's a sad day for the Wii U. Not really. 
It's Make just like, every day a sad day for the <laughs> yeah, Wii U. That's right. That's right. Uh, Nintendo Everything has aggregated some reports of individual Wii U owners experiencing some sort of memory issue after having the system turned off for a very long time. It's not clear how widespread the issue is, but the reports that do exist seem like it's terminal, like your Wii U is just shot. Yeah. Uh, attempting a factory reset will re- reportedly brick the console. And Nintendo does not support repairing or like parts for the Wii U anymore. So you're this just is This is like just the end of, of the road. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some speculation that turning the console on regularly might circumvent the issue, but it's really hard to like test. Right, right, right. Well, cause, and it's also like, uh, well, there are reports of it happening just like here and there on, um, you know, Nintendo message boards and Reddit and stuff that there's no like centralized location or like comprehensive reporting on, uh, how this is happening. Um, or why this is happening, or to how many people it is happening, or truly whether it's really happening at all. Um, but uh, if it is happening at all, uh, why would turning it on from time to time prevent this? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So either if you've got your Wii U, make sure to turn it on, or don't, because we don't know if that'll help. Citing if a, there is a problem. If there is a problem. <laughs> Citing a security vulnerability, the Splatoon and Mario Kart 8 servers are being shut down indefinitely. Nintendo's official word says that they are working on a fix, but there's no schedule for the servers returning online. Uh, which could also be that they never come, come back online. They did event. Do you remember a few months ago when, like, I mean, it could have actually been like a year ago, that the Wii's online shop like the ability yes. to re-download games yes. you previously purchased like went offline mm-hmm. and nintendo didn't really say anything about it and it, but they did eventually did come, come back, back online yeah. again so yeah maybe maybe we will see the splatoon and mario kart 8 servers come back um in the future but but we're talking memory errors and we're talking servers for two of the biggest online games uh g- going yeah. down indefinitely uh finally the Wii U and 3DS eShops will be closing down March 27th, which is only 20 days away at this point. It's only 20 days away at this point. So it's also now, uh, if maybe your Wii U is going to have a memory error, it's like, maybe don't download a bunch of games. Or like, maybe this is the time to turn it on to maybe pre- prevent that error a who, little bit longer. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But, um, you know... Uh, I, we might have talked about like the specific March 27th date before, but just one to keep in your mind if you were still planning to pick up a couple of Wii U or 3DS games from the eShops. Uh, reminder that you can't like use credit cards directly to purchase anything anymore. Right. Um, you can use credit cards on your Switch. Switch if the accounts are linked and then spend the money there, or you can add points using like an, uh, my Nintendo uh, card. Um, but yeah, no, no more. Actually, wait. Can can you still do uh with with cards? I honestly I don't can't remember. I, I I said that, and then I was like, well, that might not be right anymore. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean that 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 functionality is going away. I think we talked about this before, but uh, Fire Emblem Fates is being pulled from this, or has already been pulled from the store, um, partially because you need to download uh, you know, which version of it uh you're actually gonna get, um before or by the time you reach chapter six so it's uh they're not hanging people out to dry who would just play the first six chapters and uh not be able to download the uh the the end of it um 
But that is a thing that's already off the eShop, so maybe it's it's too late for us to talk about it at this point. But just a reminder that the 27th is the last day to make like a new purchase. Yes. But uh, the store will continue to support re-downloading previously purchased games uh, in into the future. We don't know exactly when. Um, where are you on, uh, like, is there any more, like, pan- panic buying that you intend to do on the, uh, you don't, don't have a Wii U, but on, on, on the 3DS? Yeah, I don't think so. I think I've pretty much, you know, when it was originally announced, we kind of, I think both of us kind of went in and started making some yeah. last minute, last, uh, pickups. So I don't think there's anything left on there. Uh, but I actually should go and just kind of, like, see... Just do another little shopping get. spree. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it is interesting. You know, we recorded an episode like a year and a half, maybe two years ago, about uh things that we'll lose when the the shops go away, uh, and the fact that it's like we are getting to it now. Um, uh, some of those things, like the solutions, have made themselves uh evident. Like the uh, Nintendo Switch Online is actually doing a pretty great job of picking up a lot of the question marks that that we had. The the fact that uh, like fire emblem is is coming to the uh, gba nintendo switch online pretty cool uh metroid fusion pretty cool um uh, and i'm hopeful that we'll see more of the the game boy and gba libraries um in the next couple months that will really set my mind at ease um but like uh donkey kong 94 is a, a game boy game that i was thinking about picking up um on my 3ds uh because if that's not preserved somewhere uh i'm just gonna be so sad uh but so we we think we both have to do just like a little bit of shopping. Yeah, I should probably just do one last check. Just one last check. Um, all right, Mark, let's get out of the news. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have that Discord where you should really be, where we're having great conversations about Nintendo all the time. You could be having those conversations too. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com and we will send you an invitation. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8BitBetty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. <laughs>